my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. For anyone who's joining us for the first time, we started to do these about two years ago now, where once a week we would take a second, sit down, and talk to a creator that we were in partnership with, making podcasts. And we would talk to that person about what drove them creatively, what their background was, why they chose podcasting as a new medium sometimes for them to focus on. 
we started this a couple of years ago and we were all sort of moving into quarantine and it was a simple way to try to stay connected through the amazing technology of virtual interviews. But this has turned into some of my favorite parts of the week where I get to talk to creators about what drives them, where they started. And this week is no exception. Cheryl Burke, first of all, Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I think you go in the bucket of guests that like genuinely need no introduction. (laughs) No, that is not true. That is not true. (laughs) Probably all the men who are watching this definitely need it. So Maybe, but I'll give a bit of an introduction anyway. First of all, I'll start at the end. You're starting a podcast with the iHeart Podcast Network called Burke in the Game. Burke in the Game. But going way back, you are a Bay Area native. You've been dancing for over 25 years. You're Emmy nominated. You're a two times winner of the Mirrorball Trophy on <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. I want to go way back to the beginning again. Way back. Bay Area native. So I come from Berkeley, California, right around okay. there. What about you? Where, where'd you? Where'd you grow up? Like Palo Alto, Atherton area. So I'm a Menlo Atherton High School student or was a student. Yeah, alumni. See, this is always the interesting part. So I imagine you grew up there in a different kind of Palo Alto, not one that was filled with big tech and not like one Silicon that was, Valley. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's that so, like when you go home? Right. So it's interesting. There's lots of Teslas everywhere. Everyone is not as high strung as here in Los Angeles. And it's not that far away. You know, my mom and dad, they've been racking up those Southwest miles and they always come to every single show and dance. And I've done 25 seasons. They're huge fans of Dancing with the Stars. They've got those Southwest miles and I don't mind going home. I love it. I, I kind of love of the slow pace compared to like here in Los Angeles. So it's nice to visit. I plan on visiting them again soon. So did big tech change your hometown a lot? Did it? Oh my goodness. Yes. I actually had a dance studio in Mountain View and one in San Francisco called Cheryl Burke Dance, which we eventually closed down. This was years ago because there was no Cheryl Burke in the Cheryl Burke Dance as I was busy shaking my bonbon on television. So um, yeah, people were like, where's Cheryl? So I can't be at two places yeah. at once, but my mom helped me with that. And it was interesting because yes, there was a lot of Silicon Valley students that would come in on the Mountain View side. And um, it's definitely different, right? People don't even go to dance studios anymore. They just dance from home on their new app, you know? So like yeah. you could teach dance now through a computer screen, which is oh, insane. Wow. Yeah, it's insanity. Wow. So like uh, when you were a kid, you could not learn dance through a computer screen. <laughs> no. If, if I have my facts right, you started dancing when you're six years old. Four. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Four years old. So was the first kind of dance that your parents put you into ballet? Is that right? That is right. Yes. And then I literally grew out of my tights. I developed at a very young age at nine, to be exact, went through puberty. Yeah. And I basically looked the same as I do now when I was nine years old and it just didn't feel, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I fit in. And uh, my mom and stepdad at the time, they wanted to find a family sport. So we tried everything from golf, which we didn't choose and ballroom dancing. And my mom and stepdad at the time, they were like, why don't you try ballroom? And I was like, that is definitely for old people. And I'm not going to be waltzing (laughs) around with my dad. Like, thanks though. And then they took me to a dance competition in the Bay Area. And I saw kids my age shake their butts and in rhinestones, and they were like interacting with a male. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then the music was fast, lashes, tan. I was like, sign me up. This is great. But I want to go back to this and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old doing ballet. <laughs> so my own experience with this is my wife did ballet for a long time. Our daughter is now starting to do ballet. I don't know it as well as you, but my experience mm. with it looking from the sidelines is ballet is something that is immediately very serious and changes you, 
changes how you carry yourself. And to some extent, it gets in you. Is that something totally. you found too? Like, am I making all that up or am I no, right? No, no, no. It's a very disciplined art form, right? So like the thing with ballet is that there is no room to express your personality or whatever that is. There's no room to have fun. Like you don't see ballerinas really letting loose with their hair down, right? It's like there's rules and it's disciplined. And look, I think if anything, the positives from learning ballet at such a young age was that like I had to be on time, you know, and I had to show up and I had to show up right, like with my outfit on, with my hair slicked back. And it taught me how to stand up straight and body awareness, you know, and I think all of that is very good. What's scary if I were to ever have a daughter, you know, it's tricky for me because a lot of it is like, okay, I grew up way too fast and you're learning about your body and like, especially with ballroom, it takes two to tango, you know? So it's like very intimate at such a young age, unless if I don't need to ever work again and I can follow my daughter around the world, I'm just not so sure I would let my daughter do it. But it's amazing. Ballet is great. No partner required. Yeah. And so like for you, when did dance become a thing that your parents were making you do and a thing and morphed into something that you showed up because you loved it. You immediately felt like this is me. This is actually what I want to do. Was it immediate or was there a moment you remember? Well, my mom, I wasn't very great at school. You know, I wasn't a book smart, I guess you can call it. She put me in every other curricular activity you can possibly think of from soccer, volleyball, basketball, badminton, bells, like that instrument. Bells. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Remember those? <laughs> I had I had to do bells too, and I'm I'm oh, right did. there with you. Pretty did weird. You ever, did you ever double do it, like with like the small ones? And you had the white gloves, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I had successfully forgotten all of that, but here we are. It's right back up front. Okay, great. Anyway, so back. anyway, so dancing was the one thing I never complained about. I loved it from the moment, you know, I put my ballet shoes on and then I loved it even more as a ballroom dancer. And I guess I've always been this way. It's either all or nothing. And I really wanted to take my ballroom dancing to the next level. So when you first start, you start with a a dance teacher. So it's called Pro-Am. I was the amateur. My teacher was a professional. We would dance and compete, right? Against other girls my age in that category. And then if you want to take it to the next level, you start to partner up with someone your age. And at 13, I found my very first dance partner who I was like, had a huge crush on. I was like, oh, I'm going to dance with this guy. And I'll never forget. I got the phone call. And then he was like, I think we should dance together. I was jumping up and down like a little kid on my bed. And I was like, oh my God, it was like the best news ever. And then we traveled a lot together, you know, and as if you want to take it to the next level back in the day, it was all in England. The action was in England. So every summer I would go to England and spend like three months there and not always chaperoned, you know? So it's like my mom was busy with work, obviously ballroom dancing is not a cheap sport at all. You know, it is what it is, but man, I don't regret any of it. I learned so much from traveling. I think that's the best education. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I want to drill into a point you said there of like, you know, you're at the age of nine, I think you said, sort of moving into ballroom dancing really early. Mm-hmm. At 13, you're ballroom dancing competitively in England around the world, let's just say. Mm-hmm. How did you grow up that fast, but also stay a kid? Was that really hard? I don't ever remember being a kid, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. And I had to grow up fast because I, here I am, you know, I'm having to take care of myself, really. And my partner was 18. I was 13. We traveled with another couple who was in their teens as well. But like, that's what you did, you know, like you made sacrifices. I had no friends in school because of it. Like I remember going to prom and it was with like an acquaintance, right? It was just someone just to go with. And it's like an Olympian. I'm living like an Olympian. Basically, I went to school because my mom said I had to get over like a B grade. So A's or B's. And then she'd let me travel. Right. So that was the motivation. Like I just wanted to travel. And honestly, if it were up to me, I probably wouldn't have never finished high school. But thank God it wasn't. (laughs) There's a vulnerability that comes with this too, though, right? Like when you dance competitive, you're constantly, yeah, winning, but you're judged. also, you're judged, you're losing, you're judged, you're judged. I mean, every time, how did you handle that? Like every single time, is there a muscle you build where you just steel yourself against that or what is it? So let's rewind it a little bit. I mean, like we're going to dive deep here for a second, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. So before the dancing career happened, I was sexually abused as a little girl. So and my parents divorced when I was two. And so there was lots of trauma that happened. And my way of ex- 
expressing myself was not through communication like this, not through talking. It was through my body language. So that now probably sets up the reason why it was so easy for me to want to do this so much because it was my escape from reality, right? I was in therapy. My mom put me in therapy. I'm a huge advocate. I'm still in therapy to this day. And it's like, it was dancing that got me where literally where I am today. I had no identity. You know, when I first moved here in 2006, when I joined the second season of dancing, I had an English accent. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Don't know where it came from. But honestly, it was just because I had no identity. And the ballroom competitive world, it's a man's world still to this day. So very rarely was I asked for my opinion. I couldn't have even tell you my favorite color. You know, it was like, I just followed the leader. And within that, you know, there was lots of pain. I think from within because I was shut out in a way that I didn't feel heard and throughout my whole life, right? So I didn't feel safe. I was constantly in fight, flight, or freeze constantly. And that adrenaline and up and down, up and down. And it was like, who's Cheryl Burke, yeah. you know? And dancing though was my escape for that minute and a half or however long our dances are, so. I mean, that is kind of an incredible uh, origin story of this passion of yours is to say out of sexual abuse, again, I don't want to make it oversimplified, or put words in your mouth. No. This was a way to take back my own body. And did you feel that immediately in dancing? Or it's like, wow, I'm in control of this thing now. No, I didn't even put two and two together until a few years ago, honestly. Yeah, I had no idea when everyone was like, oh, it's like your escape. I'm like, escape? Uh, what does that mean? Like, I, I didn't really know that. I just knew it made me feel good. And it was, I think subconsciously, it was my body healing and expressing itself. And everyone was like, you're so shy and you have a little mousy voice. I, like, I couldn't do an interview to save my life when I first started dancing with the stars. They full on trained me. I mean, it was like, I needed to learn how to speak and say a complete sentence. But, you know, dance for me was like, I was like the real, like crazy, like free woman when I was on the dance floor. And then literally two minutes later, I'll just be in this like little corner, just like not having an opinion. It's sad, you know, really when I think about it, but thank God for movement. Yeah. What is that training like to train somebody to be comfortable speaking? Was it brutal? Like literally just drilling, wow. interviewing with you? How does that like, like take us behind the scenes a little bit? So I am also an addict, right? So I am now sober for three and a half years. I mean, I, this is an, it's, I'm an onion, right? There's lots of layers. And I used to have to drink, right? And it was no matter what time it was of the morning or day, afternoon, I would always have a drink before. And for some reason, I thought that that got me to talk and it did. But then the thoughts in my head just became really dark and it was a horrible domino effect. It just never stopped, right? My dad was an alcoholic. He passed away a few years ago, but like whether it's hereditary or not, I am an addict and I always thought that alcohol was my vice more than dancing was. I never put dancing as, it was just me. Dancing was me. That was my identity. But like the alcohol I thought was what made me be more social and go out to these red carpet. I mean, like my goal was never to be on television. I was just going to be a starving dancer. I was living in Harlem before I moved to Los Angeles with my dance partner. I thought I was going to do one season and return. So it's still hard for me, you know, to really live this Hollywood, not so glamorous lifestyle, but I'm great for this opportunity and I'm grateful for movement and I'm grateful for all of it because I am now being able to, I and I can now put everything into words and share my story with everyone in hopes to help at least one person, you know. Not to press the issue, but like how practically did you manage an addiction like that with such a physical career? You know, I never thought it was a problem. That's the problem mm. <laughs> until it was a problem and I was in denial. 
absolutely. Mm. There was no accountability whatsoever. I was always like, I'm never going to drink alone. Cut to I'm drinking alone. And then I'm sweating it out when I'm dancing. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm drinking, sweating out all the toxins. Come back. I was like a ballroom dancer by day and a club goer by night, seven nights a week. I was on TMZ every morning. Like it was embarrassing. The executive at the time of dancing was like, you're going to have to find the back door because um, this mm. is just not a good look. How did you come to a place three years ago where something clicked? My father's death. Because um, that was when I was engaged as well. But it was more about, I knew that it was going to be a slippery slope. So either I was going to crash and burn or I was going just to stop. And again, my personality is all or nothing. And when I make a decision, I make a decision. And that's not for everybody, right? I know that. I never went to treatment. I never went to a rehab center. It was just a choice that I made. And also I remember drinking right when my father passed away and my ex-husband and I, we were on our way to the engagement party and I broke out into hives. And I think subconsciously my body was rejecting the alcohol, like no matter what. So I would try everything. I, my whole face would get red. And I was always, you know, that proud Asian woman who was like, I could drink everything. You don't even see me, you know, turn red. And now it was just like, everything was coming out, you know, and it was maybe more for vanity, to be quite honest, than anything was to why I stopped. I haven't craved it since, really. It's incredible. I mean, the way you describe this, the way I'm hearing it, at least, is so much of your life has been told through your body, has been expressed through your body, through your career of dancing, whether it's mm -hmm. as a young ballet dancer in the Bay Area or dancing with the stars or the story you just told mm -hmm. about how your body's telling you it's mm -hmm. time. But, I, I think um, I actually do that. I can communicate better. And I think we all have it, by the way, right? I think we all have it. We're so taught in society today to push through no pain, no gain. You know, it's like if you have your left ankle hurts, oh, well, you got a right one, you know? And it was like, especially as an athlete, like there is no listening to your body, but our body is so powerful. And the communication, like the language is trying to tell you what if we didn't try and push through? You know, I, I mean, I feel I have arthritis all over my body from pushing through, you know, and I'm only 38. So I want to steal the last two, three minutes of our conversation and talk about podcasting and why you've chosen this medium to at least be one of the next things you try. And I think rock at because this show is going to be amazing. We have a medium in podcasting that has just been a blast over the last 10 years. It's 120 million Americans a month now listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah. I don't even listen to music anymore. All I do is listen to podcasts. It's an incredible yeah. new way to have a conversation, to tell a story. Yours is going to be just amazing. I think part of it is, honestly, it's shocking to hear you say that you ever needed to be trained to have a conversation because you're just so open and willing to be vulnerable about stuff. And it feels like there's no secrets when no. the mic is on. Why podcasting? What do you think, at least, is special about this medium? And why did you choose it to launch a show like Burke in the Game? Well, first of all, you know, I've got a great relationship with you guys, but I started back when my dad partner with AJ McLean a few seasons ago and we were both sober, you know, and we're both just like saying, why don't we just try this? It's the pandemic. It was the start of the pandemic. We knew we were going to be partners like, oh, this is going to be great. I didn't realize how intimate podcasting is. And in a different way, like dancing with the stars is intimate, right? Like people are voting and like whatever, but this is really intimate. And I seriously had so much pleasure in doing, I mean, I told Amy Sugarman from my heart, I would do this for free because I was like, I love it so much, right? Like it was, don't get any ideas, but, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but like, it was like so therapeutic. This was like the best therapy session. And I've been in therapy, like I said, for the last decade with the same therapist, weekly sessions consistently, but this is a whole nother level. 
Wow. I agree. I think there's something strangely awesome about the podcast medium. It feels like when you listen to a podcast, you're almost on a phone call with the host. Yes. It's, it, it almost feels like a one-to-one medium. So um, intimate. And it's not edited. Like I've been so Disney friendly edited on Dancing with the Stars, uh, you know, interesting. especially now moving to Disney Plus. But like, this is just like, you hear the real Cheryl Burke behind the mirror ball, you know? I can't wait. So listen, it has been the best conversations we have in this are surprising and delighting and awesome and authentic. And this has just been one of the most enjoyable we've done, Cheryl. So I really do appreciate you you being out with us today. Um, Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Everybody listening, watching, please check out Burke and the Game. It's going to launch later this quarter. It is awesome and worth your time. Cheryl, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Conversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.